Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Today, live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. The water shoots up and then it looks like he's slobbering uh, down into the lake and that's the story behind it. It's really kind of cool. The sign says don't get on the hog. But that's something for the critics to talk about. Y'all can't even ask a question. Look at this. The first time ever. Wow. I mean, I was ready for the question. I don't think y'all were, though. I got a text from Quavo. Wait, a lot of people in this room probably don't know who Quavo is. You know, so I noticed that World Peace got waived from the Lakers. He still got 7.7 million. Did y'all read that? Such a, that's, and he's going to sign with the Knicks for probably another seven. Pretty good deal for World Peace. SEC Media Days is presented by First Security Bank. Bank better at First Security. And brought to you in part by UAMS and Kaufman by Design West. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go in the shell. We won't go in attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Bounds here on 1037 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors live from SEC Media Days. Here on Radio Row, got Joe Franklin back in the Hogs Meat Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's a Reaction Monday here on the show, presented by Fleet Management Services. So we will be reacting to everything over the sports weekend. And, of course, we want to hear from you. You can call or text in at 501-661-1037. Get after us in the Asher Wrecker Live Fan Feedback after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors. And going to have a loaded show for you today. Since we are live here at SEC Media Days, we're going to hear from some SEC people. Here in the first hour, Matt Moscona had a chance to catch up with him from ESPN 104.5 in Baton Rouge. He'll be joining us uh, here in about uh, 20 or so minutes. Had a great taped interview with him and talking about uh, Arkansas and LSU in that. Also, we're going to be joined by Tony Barnhart. Uh, who is of the SEC Network and also uh, is part of the Dodd Trophy presentation. He'll join us in the 2 o'clock hour. Then we'll have David Nuno of Texax, who does a great job of covering all things Aggies at 3 o'clock. And then 3.30, we're going to have Greg McElroy from the SEC Network, former Alabama quarterback. So we're going to have a loaded show here in Nashville. And, and Joe, I know that uh, we all we talked about SEC Media Days last week and getting everybody excited and hyped up for it, but now it's officially arrived. It's uh, been coined as kind of the unofficial preseason exhibition, really way too early start to the college football season, but with the excitement in the air and once this day or at least this week hits, you can feel college football is upon us before we know it. It's right around the corner, 47 days, so... The countdown is on, and 47 days is not long at all. That's something that will pass by really fast, and we'll be talking about football games and actually watching games. Yes, yes, that's the best part about it, is actually watching the games and actually being able uh, to discuss them and, and have things to, to dive into. So uh, today is, is going to be an interesting day because not only have we already had a chance to hear from Commissioner Greg Sankey, who had a few interesting ta- things to talk about in his opening statement and, of course, got some questions, but he went already. We're about to hear from Texas A&M as they will be the first team or the second team up because LSU also uh, has been going on with uh, Brian Kelly they were kind of the first team off the bat. Then Texas A&M will get it going here in about 40 minutes. And then you'll have Missouri, uh, who will be going with Eli Drinkwitz. And that'll be it as far as the, the schedule for today on who we're going to be able to hear from. But uh, starting with Greg Sankey, it was pretty fascinating just to kind of, anytime he has an opening statement, it's, it's got a lot of information in it, a lot of things that are going well, maybe things that they're working on, things that they're uh, trying to do better, whatever it may be. But one of the things that I know he was really, really hammering and really discussing, I think, is two things, especially that is uh, either you can look at it as a problem or you can just look at it as a discussion, but is with NIL and also with gambling, sports gambling. And he, he didn't shy away from anything. He addressed the fact that uh, NIL is a, is a thing that is here to stay, and it's got a lot of great things about it. But uh, because of the governments and how you got different state laws and People adhere to this law, but they don't have to adhere to this law in this state. There, he's talking about congressional, you know, not in interference, but just trying to 
fix those issues and also talking about uh, you know deals with the uh, sports gambling because we know Alabama bat baseball coach at a and that, and then what he was involved in so it's just always fascinating where you know Razor, or Razorback fans or SEC fans in general Joe they they talk about oh I can't wait for the season this is what I'm excited about but then when you hear from Greg uh, Sankey it just shows you there's so much more than just oh games on the field. Uh, that the commissioner's job is one that they they have to cover all the bases, not just uh, you know football games and scheduling. There's a lot going on behind the scenes that people don't even realize. Especially with a season like this, we're talking about a couple of teams coming into the conference that they won't start playing until next year. But there's a lot of talk of getting things ready and preparing for them to come in the following season and how that's going to kind of kind of go about and uh, what what's going to happen at the time that they come in so there's some changes to talk about right now before it actually happens and that's something that commissioner sankey is talking about where sec media days could possibly move around and probably is moving around we already see a change in venue where it's in nashville but there's going to be some more movement oh yeah in fact it was officially announced that uh, something we speculated on SEC Media Days next year will be in Dallas. It is going to be uh, there in the downtown area. Not at the Dallas Star, not in Arlington, like uh, some people were hoping that would be the case. But it looks like uh, they're going to have it at the Omni in downtown Dallas. Texas and Oklahoma are going to be joining. It uh, should be a great week down there. But a uh, thing that uh, Brandon Marcello actually pointed out that I saw on Twitter, Joe, is that same week it's going to be from July 15th through 18th there in Dallas. The 2024 MLB All-Star Game is going to be played July 16th in Arlington. So if that, that'll be a heck of a week for sports fans. And uh, for those going down to media days, I'm sure they're going to try to find a way to go to the MLB All-Star Game during that week. So a lot of stuff's going to be happening in the Dallas area that week next or next year in that week in July. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool if everything lines up like that uh, with those dates. But that's kind of what that area is anyway. There's a lot going on. All times during the year, and they have enough accommodations to make it all happen. So it would be exciting to have it there, and uh, and just kind of see how it goes for years to come. Oh yeah, they 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 want to make sure that they're giving a lot of love to all the different areas of the SEC footprint. Uh, one thing though that is not going to be changing, at least for the foreseeable future, is the fact that the SEC football championship is going to remain in Atlanta. In fact, Greg Sankey said that they are working on a long-term extension to keep it there at Mercedes-Benz uh, Dome and the uh, stadium there in Atlanta. Uh, and he says that that's, you know, that's something that basically he came out and the reason he said he's working on it is because he probably felt like, hey, he's going to get asked about it. He's like, make no mistake, we're not moving that one. We'll move some things around here and there, but it looks like they're still 100% saying that football championship for SEC is going to be in Atlanta, and that's the one that's not going to be moving. Well, that's good. That's good news, um, especially when you have a contract that has it set out for a few years, and it's a great venue. That's something that uh, it's always been in that area, and not to say that there aren't other stadiums that are able to accommodate it, but it's good to have some stability there. Now, maybe there are some people that feel like with Georgia, as good as they are, that uh, it's some kind of home field advantage if they're able to make it there, but just got to be able to to make it there. So, um, you know, knock them off, beat them, and keep them from going, and don't complain about it. Yeah, well, that, that's you know, good luck with that, getting people not to complain about it, because that's just what's going to happen for uh, every team involved going forward. But still, it's I think it's great that it's there. It, it, we talk about travel and how easy it is to get to Atlanta uh, because of flights and everything. I, I'm fine with that. But that was really the only thing that they said that was going to stay the same, or at least be the same going forward. So that doesn't mean basketball could change around. We know we've seen that one happen. Uh, baseball. Uh, I'm sure that the, we'll get Greg Sankey on the show this week. That'll be something I'll, I want to ask him about is just uh, you know the Hoover and having that SEC baseball tournament. Would that possibly move around? Because uh, that'll be something that he didn't bring up, so maybe that'll change. But uh, we'll talk to him, I'm sure, this week more about that. And, of course, the scheduling was also another point of emphasis on what it looks like and uh, how it looks uh, as far as eight-game, nine-game schedule and one of the things that he brought up I thought was pretty fascinating is, of course, he was asked, hey, is this going sticking with eight instead of nine? Is that really about money or is it really about you know people saying they don't want it? 
And he brought up the point of saying, listen, with eight games scheduled, we feel like we can really only protect one rivalry game. As in, we can only have for each team have that one true game that they can keep and rotate the seven others. But with the nine-game schedule, that's where they feel like they can protect three games each season and then have six rotating in that regard because they're trying to make it to where not only they protect the rivalry games, but they keep those games rotating where teams will play each other a lot more often than where they're playing right now, which I'm in favor of and I understand, but uh, I guess when you put it like that, I'm like, well, you, you could still play three and just not have it rotate as much. But you know, I think that that's what they're trying to work towards because there's so many teams that want to play certain teams a certain amount of games every single year. And with eight games, it just doesn't seem like it's something that's likely. They want to do it, but first of all, they want to make sure the money lines up to be able to play that extra conference game. So there's a, a lot in, in planning and scheduling, but also there's some money involved, and money controls everything. Yeah, exactly, because we that's just how it's always going to be uh, in the SEC. Uh, about it's, it's, that's how it's always been, and honestly, that's what makes it so successful is because of the fact that you're able to be a conference that not only has championships, that not only has uh, a lot of pr- promotion and a lot of branding and marketing, but you are a place that makes the most money. And when you make that money, that's where people, that's why places like Texas and Oklahoma want to join your conference. That's why you're able to basically handpick the places you want to hold your events because it makes money for the conference, but everyone else knows it also makes money for the teams that are involved too. So I, I just love how it, it's going and the direction that this is going for the SEC. I, you know, it's not perfect. I think people are always going to have complaints and gripes with the conference and, and how it goes. But overall, I, I, I love the direction it's going. It seems like Greg Sankey has a good head on his shoulders of knowing what the future looks like. It's just a matter of making it get all put together. And once Oklahoma and Texas join and they settle in with that, uh, there's no reason to believe that the SEC just won't continue to be dominant, continue to make its money, and continue to be the success story that it has become. And I'm just glad Arkansas is a part of it because that's what worries me. Imagine if, <laughs> imagine if Arkansas wasn't in the SEC and whether it was Big 12 or floating in the ether. There wouldn't be as much, many people confident as far as uh, what it looks like for the future because of that fact. Yeah, it, it's going to be good, though. It, it's good that um, everything is, is being planned out. You almost wonder, though, what kind of influence, if any, do Texas and OU have on what's going to happen here in a few years? Now, the one influence is moving to the Dallas area. But other than that, what other kind of influences are they having on some of the future planning? Yeah, it, it's, a, it's basically like, you know, when it comes to the locations and having things in Texas, uh, I think that they they want that. They want to have also uh, an idea of where new events that they want to introduce. And when I say new events, you know, there may be something to where the softball, for instance, has become extremely popular or getting a lot more popular. Is that something that they want to keep the SEC tournaments being hosted by campus sites? Or is it something that they want to move towards something that's a bigger deal and, and be able to, to make more money on that? The influencing is where it's going to come into play for everybody else. It just feels like the SEC right now is the gold standard, and everybody else is just trying to play catch-up. Now, it's not anything new, but it is the truth, and that's what makes this time of year so much fun. Is not only with football season arriving, but also the direction of the entire conference and where it's going to. But we're just getting started here on Out of Bounds. We're going to continue on as we'll be joined by Matt Moscona of ESPN 104.5 Baton Rouge in the next segment. Talk about LSU and what he thinks about the Tigers this upcoming season. You won't want to miss it, so stay tuned here on Out of Bounds. A human slot machine? Swallowing razor blades? Don't miss Master of Illusion, Jason Bird at the Robinson Center Music Hall. One night only, Saturday, July 29th at 7 p.m. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com. Carlos Alcaraz is a Wimbledon champion after beating Novak Djokovic in five sets on Sunday. Djokovic had won four straight Wimbledons. Alcaraz, at just 20 years old, already has two Grand Slams as he won the U.S. Open last year. The Arkansas Travelers won their three-game homestand versus the Corpus Christi Hooks, winning Friday night's game 12-4, Saturday 2-0, and then dropping Sunday's game 10-4. They'll be back in action again tomorrow as they travel to Springfield to take on the Cardinals for a six-game series. And SEC Media Days begins today. Stay tuned to the Buzz.
Buzz for all your updates. Today, Commissioner Greg Sankey, LSU, Texas A&M, and Missouri will take the stage. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Alzheimer's disease affects over 6 million Americans. While there is no cure, there are steps you can take to reduce your risk and improve brain health. Steps include regular exercise, eating a healthy diet, staying socially engaged, and challenging your brain with new activities. If you or a loved one are experiencing memory loss or other symptoms of Alzheimer's, seek medical attention right away. Join us in the fight against Alzheimer's. Learn more at healthyar.info forward slash bold. A message from the Arkansas Department of Health. Honey, let's pull in here and look at some cars. That sounds good. What brings you down the Bryant? Hey, here's my car. What are we looking for today? Here's my car. Come Want inside. to take a test drive? Ever pull into a dealership and feel like you're in a feeding frenzy? On Shark Week? It's not that way at Watney Buick GMC, next to Sam's in North Little Rock. Watney's sales team is big on product knowledge and low on pressure. Summer's here, and with 2023 Sierra at just 0.9%, you're going to need a bigger boat. Double down with an additional $12.50 off with eligible trade. Plus, take a bite out of your vacation budget with no payments for the rest of the summer. This dealership really feels like we're on Shark Week. Yeah, and we don't have a shark cage. We're headed to Guatney Buick GMC. Guatney Buick GMC, 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Call 501-945-4444. GuatneyBuickGMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. When you order food for work on EasyCater.com, we've got your back. Real humans are here to help with your order every step of the way, making sure everything goes right, even behind the scenes without you knowing. Confirming and double confirming with the restaurant that everything is on track. If there's a problem, thanks for calling EasyCater. Call us anytime, day or night, and we'll answer in seconds. We're right here with 100,000 restaurants, working hard to ensure the food arrives on time and is ordered. Order 24-7 at EasyCater.com. That's Mike saying good morning. It's the best he can do right now. Yeah, not a cloud in the sky. What Mike could use is a fresh start. And Irish Spring Body Wash. The fresh scent of Irish Spring and those sensational Irish Spring suds are just the reset Mike needs. Now he's ready to go to work. It's Sunday. Irish Spring. When the spring hits you, you're ready. Pick up Irish Spring at Walmart today. This is Pat Riley for Whit Davis. If you've never painted a room before, it's easier than you think. First timers who plan each step are quick to wonder what all the fuss was about. Head over to Whit Davis in Jacksonville, Sherwood, or Greenbrier, and you'll find more Valsper medallion colors than you could possibly imagine, including the perfect one for your interior painting project. Medallions are the only paint and primer with color affinity and provides one coat color that lasts. Get organized, get down to work, and then enjoy. And don't settle for anything less than Valsper medallion paint and primer at Whit Davis. Lumber Plus. Make it the event that everyone wants to attend by getting your meat for tailgates, parties, or just family get-togethers at Hogs Meat Market. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. We do things around here my way. You understand that? You show me the kind of smarts. Makes me wonder if you know the difference between a sneeze and a wet fart. You're going to be second string all your life, boy. On 103.7 The Buzz. Coverage of SEC Media Days is presented by First Security Bank. Bank better at First Security. And brought to you in part by UAMS and Kaufman by Design West. Calling your name, go your phone in the range and roll over. I just really wanted to hold you. It's time get the note. That's a good chick. Before it's all SEC Media Days here in Nashville, Tennessee, as we are covering it all here on Out of Bounds. Appreciate everybody listening in this afternoon. A few teams of notes going today. As we know, uh, Texas A&M is about to get going with Jimbo Fisher. I'm sure there will be plenty of things that he is going to discuss. But also LSU with Brian Kelly went earlier today. They were the first team out of the gate. And it's a big year for LSU because we know last year they won the SEC West. Had some uh, ups and downs, but looking to once again replicate their success from last season and even take that next step. 
So what's that going to look like? Well, let's find out because we had a chance to catch up to uh, Matt Moscona of ESPN 104.5 in Baton Rouge earlier today. And not only did we talk about LSU and their upcoming season, but also had some interesting takes on Arkansas and the Arkansas-LSU game. It's a great interview, so take a listen. Again, Matt Moscona from ESPN 104.5 in Baton Rouge. All right, coming to you live from SEC Media Days here in Nashville, Tennessee. Very special guest, friend of the show. We got Matt Moscona of ESPN 145, Baton Rouge, as well as the host of After Further Review, talking a little LSU with us. And, Matt, it's good to see you in person once again this time in Nashville. How's everything going? Uh, going great. I love your shirt. Thank you. Thank you. I, I do, too. This is a great shirt. Uh, it's very colorful. Uh, I would say, though, John, that's a little more springy Easter, okay. like the pastels, okay. than uh, than summer. Yeah, probably so. But I mainly want to stand out because I can't do it with you know my great radio show or podcast. I have to do it with how I look. You know, I gotta uh, look like an idiot. So, you know. Well, then you're running second to T. Bob Baker. All right. Well, there we go. For, for an episode. Hey, that's confident. That's if somebody gonna fish second behind. It'll be T. Bob. I'm all for it. So, but man, it, yeah, it's it's fun that we actually get to be here now and talk a little. Football, and especially with LSU football last year, great season coming off, winning the SEC West, beating Alabama, having some great games. And I got the, this year, Brian Kelly. Just what's the feeling heading into this season? Because LSU, they have high expectations, but what's the feeling? Uh, it's just a 180 from a year ago. Um, you know, when we were here last year, John, every question was how Brian Kelly said family the dancing with the recruit with the spinning camera. Um, it was all about, does, is he a cultural fit? And there weren't many questions about football and the football team a year ago. And that's where everybody missed because he's a good football coach. Has been for a long time in a lot of places. And I think, you know, a year ago, they used the transfer portal pretty brilliantly to, to put a roster together that was able to compete. And they won some close games. Um, this year, because of the experience returning, especially a quarterback, and what I think you'd probably agree with me is a really down year at quarterback in the SEC. Um, the schedule kind of flipping into LSU's favor. Tennessee rotates off. Missouri rotates on. Florida, Auburn, A&M all come to Baton Rouge. You have to go to Tuscaloosa. But other than that, LSU's going to be favored in every game they play. Yeah, man. I mean, the conversation is this team is capable of winning a national championship. Now, a lot has to break your way to do it, but that's the conversation around this team, and it, and it should be. So what's going to keep them from doing that? Like, what's the part of the team that still this uncertainty, still something that could hold this team back from taking that? Yeah. So I think um, there's there's two ways to answer. The, the part of the team where you could say they have questions is certainly in the defensive backfield. And it's weird because for years this was like the DBU conversation, right? I mean, we all know. I don't need to sit here and list the names. Everybody knows. Um, but, you know, last year the secondary was entirely made up of transfers. Yeah, and, two of Arkansas guys. Right, yeah. yeah. Fouché and Brooks. Now, Brooks is back, but Fouché is gone. Yeah. Uh, but beyond that, it was dark. But our converse, Makai Gardner, guys from Louisiana who went elsewhere and then came back to play their final year. Well, we got one scholarship cornerback returning from a year ago. One. So they had to go remake that room again. And they did it with, honestly, John, more talented guys, like higher star rating, probably like a higher NFL ceiling guys, but but guys that haven't played together, and you're remaking an entire room again. So that's that's a big question. How does that all play out? Special teams a year ago was a disaster. They were in the special teams efficiency rankings. LSU was 117th in the country. They were Every phase, all of them, they were on. LSU stunk at special teams. So they got to improve that. But really, like, the real answer to your question is, like, what, what would prevent them? It's when you get into the 50-50 games and you're in the final three minutes against a good team and you got to make get a stop or, or put together the drive to get the game-winning field goal. Like, do you do it? I mean, it's that's what it should come down to for this team. I mean, it, in offense, they have talent and depth and experience and everything you need. In defense, they have plenty of depth and talent. And, I mean, it's... Well coached, the schedule's in their favor. Um, he's got to go do it. That's not easy to do, but um, they're capable of winning every game on their schedule. See, you know, see if they can. Well, the SEC West, you know, talk about being down year quarterback, but to me, the SEC West, you know, it's cliche to say wide open, but I, 
team from what Bama, if Bama's still going to be really good, but I just don't see Bama maybe being the dominant team that they once were. you got LSU in there. And then it seems like after that, you have a bunch of teams that could go 5-7, and seven, or you have teams that could go 9-3. and three. So just also including at LSU, how do you see it stacking up in the West? Has to yeah. look, cause I, can't, I can't figure it out. Yeah, I think the West is going to cannibalize itself. I think after – I will pick LSU to win the West, um, which I have not done here – Man, John, I really had to go back and think about this. I don't know. I don't know the last time I picked LSU to win the West coming coming to meetings. I've just always given Alabama the benefit of the doubt. They've deserved it. But I think to the point you were making, you're right. Like last year, Alabama. Okay, here's the thing with Bama, and I'll get to your question about the rest of the game. Bama last year was a field goal at the gun against Tennessee and a two point conversion in overtime away from being 12 and 0 and back to the play. Right? Okay, that's a fact. They were also a Bryce Young-Houdini act against Texas, and A&M throw into the end zone, and an Ole Miss pass into the end zone, with being 7-5. and five. Okay, that's also a thing. So they had five 50-50 games they won three of them, with Bryce Young. Now you lose Bryce Young and both coordinators. I am not giving Alabama the benefit of the doubt. I'm, I'm not like... I'm on my shovel, like, throwing dirt on them. I'm not burying Nick Saban. That would be stupid. My point is, you just, I just got, they have to prove it this year. I just need them to prove it. So I do think you'll have LSU-Bama, and after that, I think everybody cannibalized himself. I think K.J. Jefferson's a great player, and Arkansas is going gonna, is gonna to win big games. I think A&M's got a lot of talent. I also think their schedule's brutal, and they're not going nine wins, and I think Jimbo gets fired. I think um, Auburn with Hugh Freeze is not very talented, but Hugh Freeze is a great coach, and they are going to win a game this year. They have no business at all winning. It might be LSU and Baton Rouge. Could be. Wouldn't surprise me if they did. Um, and the Mississippi schools are just what they are. So um, I think the Ole Miss quarterback situation is pretty fascinating. I mean, I don't think you brought Spencer Sanders here to not play, but I also look at – have you looked at Ole Miss's schedule? Like, yeah. Where, where, are, the, where are the wins, John? Uh, like, yeah, it's, it's different from what it was last year. Because last year they got such a benefit, but yeah, this year's tough. Ole Miss goes Mercer, Tulane, Georgia Tech. Then they go Bama in Tuscaloosa, LSU in Oxford, Arkansas in Oxford, Open Date, then they're at Auburn. Then you go Bandy, Texas A&M, Georgia, ULM. I mean, not exactly they six and six, seven and five probably. Yeah, it's going to be interesting for that part of it. We're with uh, Matt Moscona of ESPN 104.5 Baton Rouge. Who's Matt for further review? So Matt, obviously we talk Arkansas a lot. This year is in September. Yeah. Interesting, which I know that it's, it may not be fast to anybody else, but this game's always been in November. Yeah. Always. And now it's the first SEC game for Arkansas and being on the road to be hot down there in Baton Rouge, yeah. so fans that are going down there. But what do you make of the placement of that game and how unique that is compared to what they've always done since they joined the SEC? It, you know what my answer is going to be. It's a huge, huge win for LSU. Um. You know, you and I, we talked forever about the, the Friday after Thanksgiving game. Yeah. Arkansas embraced it. LSU never did. Um, and but by the way, like the the conversation I always have with LSU fans is, I don't care if you love it or hate it, but like they're ready. And if you're not, you're going to get embarrassed. And it happened. It's happened plenty of times to LSU in this series. Um, and then when it got moved up because LSU didn't like the Friday 1:30 game, so now it's it's funny because it's basically. Arkansas with the Missouri game, the battle line deal, is like you're now in the spot that LSU was for all the it's it's with that dynamic that Arkansas just that with fifty more years of history in the league is where LSU anyway. But moving that game to the week after Alabama was always gonna be a benefit emotionally for Arkansas because right, wrong or indifferent, every LSU person associated with the program looks at Bama. They just look at that game, they circle it first Saturday in November all and so no matter what happens in that game, you're going to get LSU on a on a come down after the, the high of the Bama game. So I think playing in September is a huge emotional benefit for LSU because like there is no – it's not the week after Bama. It's not a Friday at 1.30. Like, it's in September. Like, you're fresh. You're, you know, it's the beginning of the season. There's no injury excuse. There's, there's no excuse whatsoever. Like, you're a better team. You're at home. You should win that game, and there shouldn't be any excuse. So – that's, I, I think the placement is definitely a benefit to LSU. Unfortunately for Arkansas fans, I think they agree too with how that is. And speaking of, I know it's last year, but think back to last year's game. That was a weird game. Yeah. It was in Fayetteville. It was cold. KJ Jefferson was hurt. 
Yeah. It was just a very strange game. What, what do you remember about that game? What happened? Well, if KJ plays, I think the game, the whole flow of the game is complete. Well, look, yeah, if the really good quarterback plays, the game's different. Of course. Um, but I think, and you're going to have to tell me, I forgot the kid's name. But who, uh, Hornsby was that. No, Hornsby started, then they brought in... Kate Ford. Ford, thank you. When they brought in Ford, then the game kind of changed because Arkansas was slinging around a little bit. But the, the turnovers early was so bizarre. Team, like, teams moved the ball. Like, they had red zone chances. They had goal-to-go chances. And, like, LSU had a fourth down stop. Harold Perkins went ape in that game. We all remember. It was, like, six, seven sacks, whatever. I don't even remember the number. But um, but I think LSU in that game knew, like, just don't turn it over and you're going to be fine. Because with Hornsby, Arkansas wasn't going to move the football. They went to Fortin and it, it, it softened things up a little bit. But um, it would have been interesting to see had KJ played we just I don't know if the result would have been different John but like we would have seen a very stylistically different game LSU knew they just didn't have to press anything they still almost lost me but um, I think I was just surprised because of like Arkansas has been giving up 1800 yards a game in the yeah. passing game like, I think last year t- uh, the point total for LSU was the lowest point total that Arkansas allowed at home yeah. so that's what made it so weird uh-huh. and, and I don't know if it was like anything to take from it the fans Arkansas fans were almost like this is weird you know so I that game being in Baton Rouge in September, I guess the point is, like, that's where I, I'm not going to pick Arkansas to win that game. I, I don't think it matters about who, what motivation it is or if you're part of the year. I'm just not picking them. Last year's game, I feel like, was their opportunity if, if they would have. Like, yeah. Coming off the Bama game, um, it looked no KJ last year. Just it, I don't even know how we, you know, that – it, it would it would have been a, a one of those you talk about forever. Had Arkansas managed to pull that upset, they, they darn near did. But I, it, you know what it was? You won't remember this, but um, in 2012, LSU played Auburn, and LSU beat them. It was it was this it was a quintessential Les Miles game. I think it ended 12 to 10, and and Les after the game like sort of infamously said like we're just punted again with that defense like that. Are you kidding me? Shoot, just punt it again. Just punt it again. Like. That's what that game felt like. Like you just didn't need to take a chance unnecessarily that could cost the game. It's probably how LSU first. Yeah. I want to ask you this too, because we know the Texas Oklahoma joining the conference next year. Uh, they gave that schedule for everybody. The question I have for you is because we talked about Arkansas and LSU used to be the final game of the year, and then it got moved. A and M is now that game, so I would think that A and M is going to start playing Texas Thanksgiving. So does that mean LSU? At the end of the year, like, how do you see that final game for LSU? Move? Does it move, or do they stick try to stick with A and M? I think, I think A and M Texas yeah. moves into that Thanksgiving day. It, it, that just makes the most sense. Right. So I don't know what happens with LSU because everybody has their rivalry weekend. It, it, it's the part of the reason LSU and Arkansas played because LSU had a void at the end of the season when everybody else had their rivalry game. So I don't know what they do. Um, you, you mentioned Oklahoma. LSU's not going to play Oklahoma every year. They're going to play them in 24, but it doesn't mean it's going to be an every year thing. As far as we know, the 24 schedule is a one-year sort of temp format. So I don't know what they're going to do, man. Like, your guess is as good as mine. And and nobody here really has a strong opinion on, on what will happen. So, you know, I, I'm, I wish I had a better answer for you, yeah. John. I'm just like – I don't. I would assume the league is going to make Texas and Texas A&M play in the final weekend, yeah. and then maybe, I mean, if, if Missouri and Arkansas stick on that that game, what is that? What I mean, Florida plays Florida State. I, I got nothing for you. Egg Bowl, I got Iron a, Bowl. I got nothing for you. I got a I got a I got a trade request here. You get Missouri up there at LSU. Arkansas will play Oklahoma because. Arkansas is not close to anything in the SEC. <laughs> now that Oklahoma's joined, it's like a three-hour trip yeah. from Fayetteville to Norman. So I would be – that's not going to happen. But like, that would be what I would be about. You know, have Missouri, and it'll be yeah. great. Yeah. You know, but Oklahoma's an interesting one because they're going to lose Bedlam. Yeah, I know. So, honestly, John, may, like, maybe that is what they do. Maybe they do make LSU-Oklahoma a Thanksgiving matchup. I, I don't know, man. I'd be interested to see that. So who do you think those uh, permanent opponents would be for LSU? Like, everyone's got an idea of it. Well, the A&M and Alabama seem to be there, and then I would assume Arkansas will, will be in the mix as well. I mean, I think that's probably how it goes. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a little surprised at Bama because, and I understand LSU-Bama has been one of the marquee games in the league and in the country for, for a little while now, but but – 
you know Alabama is going to play Auburn and Tennessee every year. And so, and honestly, John, I think the reason we're at eight this year and not nine is because Tennessee got good. Because I don't see a way that they would have kept LSU as a permanent for Alabama with Auburn and Tennessee. The thing the league is saying, though, is, well, you looked at the last decade and the the teams that finished the top half and the bottom half, so you wouldn't have two games. The top half has two games against the top and one against the bottom, and then you flip it. So you look at Tennessee, and historically they've been at the bottom half. Well, now they're really good. So you look at Alabama, and they're like, all of a sudden Nick Saban's changes too now. He's, he's not so eager to play nine games now because, because Tennessee got good. So, you know, for LSU it looks like it's going to be Alabama, Texas A&M, and I would assume Arkansas sticks. I mean, losing the or Ole Miss there as well, but losing – Losing the Mississippi State game is hot. That's the, that's the opponent LSU's played the most in its history is Mississippi State, and that game's going away. So. Yeah. Get, there's going to be teams that don't get their leg because yeah. of that new schedule. So, uh, I think Arkansas was more of the Missouri, Ole Miss, Texas. That's what they were thinking, but I'd like to see the LSU stays. I know it's very back fans here. Yeah, I'll tell you this, John. Like, for, I think for, for most LSU fans, it's not going to be so much about who stays every year? It's more going to be all right when the schedule grid is out. Is it fair? Like, is it a fair and equitable schedule for everybody? I think that's what's most important. It's like, okay, if you're LSU, like we'll play Alabama just as long as LSU as Alabama has to play Tennessee, Georgia. Like, as long as it's it's equitable. What you can't do is look up and go, well, why why does Alabama draw Vanderbilt every year, and and LSU's got to play Texas A&M? Like, that's the thing that's not going to sit. So. I don't know. It's a scheduling is a weird conversation for LSU fans because there's nothing. There is no sacred cow on LSU schedule. That's the problem. That's what I want you to get out of here. Where right now currently is the Golden Boot Trophy? Where I know you guys got it right next to your national championship trophy down there at LSU. Like where is that? It's in uh, T. Bob Abier's office. It's, they they loaned it out to him. He's keeping it in his personal office somewhere in Baton Rouge. Well, it, it's heavy enough that he could probably carry it. He's uh he's he's got like 17 different LED lights shining on it, glowing from from on on high. Yeah. I don't know anybody that loves that trophy like that guy. I, I don't know, other than maybe David Bowser who created it. But Maybe yeah. so, man. What a weird thing. Yeah. What a weird, weird thing. I know. Well, we got to have a trophy for everything. Matt Moscona, he's been one of four or five bad moves and after further review. As always, man, it's great to see you. Great having you on. And all season will be here before we know it, man. We're looking forward to it. My pleasure, man. Thanks. Again, that was Matt Moscona joining us. And sorry about the audio quality on that. Uh, hopefully that doesn't happen again. I don't know what was the deal there uh, on my end, but uh, we'll make sure that that's fixed up. But, uh, yeah, you, you can tell, Joe, just from hearing from him and hearing from the LSU fan base, it's like they have high expectations. Uh, but at the same time, they, they understand that it's the, uh, the way it is down at LSU, and they're thinking that this is a year where they could take the next step because the SEC West is wide open. They finished top of the West last year, so that made those expectations go up for this season. And uh, they expect more of the same, getting a lot of those core group of players back, and uh, especially at the quarterback position. So, of course, they have high expectations. And then Brian Kelly being the head coach, the success that he's had over the years in college football, sky's the limit for them. That's how they feel. That's exactly right. We got more coming up here on Out of Bounds, live from SEC Media Days here in Nashville. We'll have what's trending in the world of sports. So we'll hear more of your phone calls and text messages coming up next. So stay with us. From 67167, it's Billy and Bubba, the Freeway Boys. Well, Billy, we're back working by Guatney Chevrolet. Well, until AI takes our jobs, AI ain't gonna shovel this gravel. I guess it could take the boss's job. Billy, 
AI is not designed to be useless. You don't need AI to find the best deals on new Chevrolets. Right now at Guadney, get brand new 2023 Silverados, up to 7000 off MSRP and rates as low as 1.9%. Plus, 2023 Equinox at 1.9% or an optional 1250 cash back. Come see us at Guadney and avoid all traffic and construction. Northbound on 67, take the Main Street exit in Jacksonville. Right on Main and left on Bailey to our front door. Find new roads to Guatney Chevrolet. 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. Call 501-982-2102. GuatneyChevrolet.com. All offers with approved credit. Stock number 24505. Join Delta Waterfowl for the Duck Hunters Expo July 28th through the 30th at the Little Rock State House Convention Center. Three action-packed days of exciting demonstrations, seminars, and vendors. Find out more information at DeltaWaterfowlExpo.com. Don't miss it. Only $10, folks. It's the opening offer at the new Splash Car Wash on Reynolds Road in Bryant. $10 is all you pay for your first month of unlimited washes. Members get 30% off oil changes and can wash at any of the 15 Arkansas locations. Come by Splash Car wash this week on Reynolds Road in Bryant. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone, so it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that, which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See shelter agents Jason Daly or Richard Yeager in Little Rock and ask about shelter's competitive rates. Without a plan, the future is just what happens to you. In some ways, you can't have a future without a plan because all you really have is what you're doing now and a hope that it all works out. Don't gamble your financial future on hope. Tune in to the Get Ready for the Future show for straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money. Saturdays at 10 a.m., now exclusively on 1037 The Buzz. Genwell Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Guys, if you've noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be low T. Schedule your health assessment at Low-T Center today. They now offer the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for $155 a month, cash pay, or covered by most health insurance. If you don't live near a Low-T Center or you just need the convenience of at-home treatment, don't panic. Low-T Center, they make it easy to get started on treatment. Only your first two visits are in person. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book online. Low-T Center. Reinventing Men's Healthcare. Hey folks, it's Joey and Ryan here. What's up? It's summertime. Hey, we got some great Jeep incentives going on right now. 2.9% financing, rebates, discounts on Jeep Grand Cherokee on select models. We've got 1.9 incentivized rate plus $4,000 rebate. So for all you new Ram, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, make that beautiful drive to Heber Springs during the Make This the Summer event. Or check us out on the web at RedRiverDodge.com or Red River. We deliver. God bless. If you haven't stopped by Arch Marine lately, you are literally missing the boat. And no boat is complete without a Tahatsu motor. Arch Marine in North Little Rock has them ranging from 3.5 to 140 horsepower. That's Arch Marine in North Little Rock. Take the Levy exit. Have something to say to 1037 The Buzz? Say it all on the Asher Wrecker and Recovery Y Fan Feedback. Comment your suggestions, ask your questions, and tell your opinions all on the Asher Wrecker and Recovery Y Fan Feedback. Ask for Asher. Get only the best customer service and the best selection of meats at Hogs Meat Market, where they have sliced boar's head deli meats and cheeses. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Oh, man. Talk radio. Yes, talk radio. So boring, man. Okay, okay. The car just, just committed don't... suicide. Shut up, man. On 1037 The Buzz. If you're shopping for a vehicle, you want to get to Guatney Chevrolet. Guatney has best deals in the market. Been doing it 60 plus years. Give them a call. 501-982-2102. Guatney is offering up to 7,000 uh, 2023 Silverados. 1.9% is available on Silverados when financing with GM and a well-qualified buyer. Also, 1.9 on 2023 Equinox. And no payments for the rest of the summer. Those are some of the deals going on at Guatney Chevrolet. Make a trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Shop them online, guatneychevrolet.com. 
You can see all the deals, the cash allowances, the rebates, even appraise a vehicle. See just how much it's worth. They're giving thousands over book value, whether you trade that vehicle in or you sell it to Guatney Chevrolet. Guatney is always actively buying vehicles, so you'll get a great deal on the vehicle that you trade in or sell. See the entire inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles on GuatneyChevrolet.com. Get a deal started on GuatneyChevrolet.com before making a trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. It's Guatney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. Guatney Chevrolet, GuatneyChevrolet.com. Coverage of SEC Media Days is presented by First Security Bank. Bank better at First Security. And brought to you in part by UAMS and Kaufman by Design West. It is Out of Bounds live from SEC Media Days in Nashville. Appreciate everybody listening in this afternoon. So we know uh, there's going to be some great things coming out this week. In fact, I just saw Joe uh, Eli Drinkwitz just walked by, and he kind of waved to me, and I don't know if he thought maybe I was David Basil sitting at the, be- at the buzz table, or maybe it was just buzz in general, or maybe he has heard all the terrible things I've said about him. I don't know. Maybe that was his way of trolling me or something. Should have pulled him that over. That was interesting. Pull him yeah, over, well, sit him down. Well, if he wasn't uh, surrounded by a security team, I probably would have jumped up and got him on. Just be like, hey, let's talk about this, my man. Let's let's talk about this. But having the uh, Arkansas that, ties that he has, and we yeah. met his brother-in-law not too long ago. So that's right. Could have even mentioned that. Yeah, that's that's. I should have started with that. It should have been like an icebreaker. Be like, hey, hey, coach, coach, I know uh, your brother-in-law, and see if uh, maybe that stands out to him. He'll be like, oh yeah, of course, yeah, for sure. Sits down. Well, if he comes by again. I'll see if I if I can grab him because I know uh, there's been a few coaches and players that are coming through and making their way through Radio Row and uh, in fact the last night we uh, went up to uh, this here at the hotel they have this rooftop bar that's a really cool spot and we were up there yesterday and Jimbo Fisher was up there just just hanging out having a good time uh, didn't get a chance to of course say anything to him because again he was in and out pretty quickly but I think some SEC coaches also just look at this as kind of a Hey, let's just go there, have some fun, talk some business, but also uh, go and enjoy ourselves while we're in the in the city of Nashville as well. Yeah, bar setting probably wouldn't have been the best time to approach him, but mm-hmm. as he's walking by on Media Row there, then they understand what what it's about, and even though they're not obligated to do any of that, sometimes they are accommodating. Oh, yeah, and that's what uh, you love about coaches and getting to see them out of their element a little bit or at least getting to talk to them for a little bit. So it was, it was good, and who knows, maybe we'll have some surprise guests who, uh, who walk around, maybe some coaches, something like that. We can figure out the way to get them on the air. But uh, we know there's a lot of other things going on in the sports world, so let's go ahead and jump into what's trending in the world of sports. What's trending in the world of sports is sponsored by Arkansas-based West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee and their 1.5 million coffee farmers around the globe as they fuel Arkansas with great-tasting coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Contact them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA today. All right, what's trending in the world of sports? There is no doubt some huge news happened in the NFL when DeAndre Hopkins, you know he was a free agent, and he was a great player that was looking at a bunch of different teams, but the Tennessee Titans uh, looked to be the team that he expected to sign him to a two-year deal that could be worth up to $15 million in his first year. And, Joe, I know that the Titans are a solid team. We know what their identity, but this certainly seems like a huge pickup for Tennessee in trying to improve their roster. Absolutely. And uh, it came down between two teams for DeAndre Hopkins with the Patriots and Titans, and both of them really could have used them. And uh, now he's found his next home with the Titans. So it'll be interesting for them with the run game that they have. And now you have to worry about not stacking the box all the time and worry about a a receiving threat on the outside. So it's going to be interesting how teams go about playing the Titans now that they know they have a legit receiving threat. And, uh, of course, they have some young receivers, Traylon Burks, that uh, a lot of the league is is unknown about. They don't know much about Traylon Burks, but he's somebody else that could add to that mix of receivers and their overall offense, and it should open it up quite a bit. Yeah, Deronger Hopkins even tweeted, I says, quote, I always loved having haters and doubters, but I appreciate it even more now. Tighten up. 
So uh, he's definitely looking like he's motivated. And you mentioned the Traylon Burks thing. I saw some Razorback fans were saying, oh, you know, this doesn't look good or this is bad for him. I, maybe I, I take the opposite approach. I think it's going to be uh, a better deal for Traylon Burks and just, I mean, the passing game in general because if you have more threats out there, more options, it's going to open up both of these guys a little bit more. So I, I think for the sake for Traylon at least, I think it's a great move, and I think it's going to benefit him as long as he can stay healthy. And uh, they'll have two great options to throw to, which will help out the offense in general. Absolutely. It'll create more opportunities for him, and that's what everybody's looking for. So running backs are the story of the franchise tag, which the deadline is today at 4 p.m. Eastern and then 3 Central. So just coming up here in a couple of hours. Now you have some high-name, big-time running backs that – are on the franchise tag, and they're trying to get big deals, and they haven't signed these franchise tags yet. Uh, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, just to name a couple there, and we could be looking at some holdouts with those guys if they don't get deals done today. And then Tony Pollard, it's already been reported that he's not expected to get a deal before the deadline today, so he's going to be on that $10 million franchise tag, and we'll see what happens also with Tony Pollard. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with all those guys, too. Uh, another cool little headline I thought over the weekend was uh, pretty fun is uh, Steph Curry. You know, he, He's a great basketball player, as we all know, but uh, he was uh, playing golf over the weekend and had uh, a, just an absolutely outstanding game where he won the American Century Championship, and he did it with an eagle. Uh, on 18, and the celebration from that was just tremendous. Uh, it almost looked like he just hit a game winner, and, and a basketball game is very similar. But uh, what, a, what a performance and what a moment for him. I just love the fact that uh, you see athletes who are obviously are elite at one sport, but, man, Steph Curry, he's good at golf too. So if the basketball thing doesn't work out or once he gets to the point he wants to retire, he can probably join the, join the tour and try to go pro in that because it seems like he's got the game in that, in that regard too. He's played in some tournaments already, and so, yeah, you could definitely see that that's something that he probably strives for. Also, uh, I think this is funny because I didn't realize it was a story, but it is. Uh, Apparently, the 119th Texas and Oklahoma game will return to their familiar name with a new sponsor, and it's going to be titled the Allstate Red River Rivalry because in in 2005, they changed it to the Red River Rivalry after the 100th meeting, and go away from the shootout and now it was with AT&T. I didn't realize it was sponsored. I, I honestly didn't. But I guess you sponsor everything these days and all for money. But uh, I guess, like, who gets the money for that rivalry game? Does the schools get the money for that sponsorship or is it just the, the conference? I, I'm kind of curious about that. Oh, that money goes in several different directions, but uh, the main thing is sponsorship and having more money coming in. I guess so. I didn't know. I, I tried. I need but to definitely the schools get, they're, they're going to get a cut of that for sure. Oh, yeah. I, I was just curious if maybe there's other rivalries that have sponsorships I didn't even know about, which I know trophies do, like Arkansas and uh, Missouri with the uh, Battle Line rivalry. And that's been sponsored, but I'm sure there's more than I even realized. But there's other headlines, too. I'm sure we'll dive into. We're going to take a top-of-the-hour update, come back, talk a little bit more SEC Media Days as Tony Barnhart will be joining us talk about the Dodd presentation trophy and a lot more. So stay with us on a Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services. If you don't already have the Bet Saracen Sports Wager app, download it today from the app stores or go to BetSaracen.com. Bet Saracen is Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. The Sunken Land Songwriting Circle features three world-class songwriters sharing the stage for an evening of music and storytelling. Roseanne Cash will host the event and will be joined by Rodney Crowell, Sarah Jaros, and John Leventhal. 